2: What's up? I'm Jonathan Hood from Busted Open. On um, this edition of Busted Open, we discussed the return of the Demon King, as well as Brock Lesnar. They were both at Madison Square Garden for SmackDown. We also asked the question, what do you love most about professional wrestling in 2021? And there are certain things that we don't like, certain promotions that we don't like, or certain wrestlers, certain angles. But what do you like most about pro wrestling in 2021? What is the connection that you have with pro wrestling slash sports entertainment in 2021? Also... I will give you my weekly winner. It's all for you right here on this edition of Busted Open.
1: Live from the Sirius XM studios in New York City, this is Busted Open. Thank it's about to pick up. Your only destination for daily pro wrestling talk in the entire world. From the independent scene to the main event of WrestleMania. No, no one, one covers knows. pro wrestling like Busted Open. Eddie
0: Guerrero was busted
1: open. Hot uh, topics, breaking news, and interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. Hogan has been busted open. A show designed for the fan by the fan. Old school. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Meet New School.
2: He is broken. Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW. Oh my. Open. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass.
1: Live now.
2: What's up and welcome in to Busted Open here on Sirius XM Channel 156 and the SXM app. I'm Jonathan Hood in for Ryan McKinnell and the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. So glad that you are with us. Phone lines are open for you at 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT-93, that's our telephone number, I've got Guns, I've got Andre, and I've got you, the Busted Open Nation, for the next three hours here on Busted Open. You say, well, where's Ryan McKinnell and where's Mark Henry? They are off today. So you say, well, who am I? Like, who's this guy hosting right now? Well, I am a fill-in host here on Busted Open from time to time, I've worked with Ryan McKinnell, Tommy Dreamer, and Mark Henry, and of course, my best wrestling friend in the world, Dave LaGreca. And so I've been on the channel, and you say, well, who is this guy? Well, I'm just like you. I'm part of the Busted Open Nation and a huge wrestling fan for decades. I'm the guy standing next to you at wrestling events. I'm the guy that's in your section. As you cheer, I cheer. As I boo, you boo. So I'm the same as you as a pro wrestling slash sports entertainment fan. I grew up in Chicago in the territory days, and I've been watching wrestling for a long time. The AWA, the American Wrestling Association, was my territory. Nick Bockwinkle was the greatest champion I ever saw at the time when I was a kid. I thought, man, Nick Bockwinkle with that big, big championship that he wore for the American Wrestling Association. Ray Stevens and the Road Warriors and Kurt Hennig and the Blackjacks and Jesse the Body Ventura and uh, Adrian Adonis. Vern Ganya's wrestling, the home of 10,000 squash matches, 5,000 promos at one angle a year. That's how I grew up as a wrestling fan. In the 80s, I thought wrestling would never be better than this. Ah, the one angle a year, the 5,000 great promos. Everybody can cut a promo in the AWA, then 10,000 squash matches. I never thought it would be better than this until it was. I don't think that we need to lose sight of the fact that we are living our best life as a wrestling fan. There's so much phenomenal wrestling on TV, digitally, and all places in between. You realize with just one push of a button, I can go to OTT in the UK and watch wrestling there. I can watch wrestling in London. I can watch wrestling in South Africa. I can watch wrestling here in America and also in Canada and everywhere else in between because this is where we are today. We are living our best life as wrestling fans. And the meltification the Dave Meltrification of the business has nothing to do with us as wrestling fans. Pouring through numbers and ratings and Google Trends, most of us don't even really understand. We see like, Meltzer post some kind of number or one of the, our favorite wrestling Twitter sites, they post a the number and we're like, oh, this... Raw had a 1.5, and SmackDown had a 2.0, and Dynamite had a 1.32 in the 18-34 demo of hookers that didn't walk the street on Wednesday nights. Ultimately, all of that does not matter. And you know what's great about wrestling, as we talk about this on Busted Open, Monday through Saturday here on Fight Nation 156, you know what's great about wrestling? It's not necessarily about us bitching about wrestling. Not necessarily. It's part of it, sure, because there's storylines that we watch and there's matches that we watch and there's pay-per-views that we watch and you say, you know, that could have been better or I don't necessarily like this wrestler or I don't like this matchup. It didn't seem to mesh. It didn't work for me. I get that. But you know what's great about what we watch every day in wrestling? It's about the live events. It's about the house shows. On the other side of this pandemic, it was cool now to see fans, fans in the stands, you know, me covering athletes on a regular basis away from my wrestling coverage, just covering sports overall, it's amazing that you'll get some athletes that say, you know what? I could just play my favorite sport, football, basketball, baseball. I can just play sports and never have a fan in the stands. I couldn't care less if there's no fans in the stands at all. Can I tell you something? We, you and I, you and I are the missing ingredient. And the same thing with pro wrestling, right? We saw a number of wrestling shows during the pandemic with no fans. It was the missing ingredient. So just to be able to get to the live events and the house shows, to be able to be there in person to see it, it's cool because we can be able to voice our pleasure or displeasure. Either way, we're fans, you and I. So it's just good to be at house shows, live events, to be able to see wrestling in person, in the arena, paying the ticket to be able to see something really, really special. Also, the memories of being at the shows is also great about wrestling. I want you to think about your first wrestling card you went to. I remember mine, International Amphitheater in Chicago, to see Hulk Hogan. Could he finally get past Nick Bockwinkle? Could he finally win the AWA Championship? I saw Hogan before he was saying, Brother i saw hulk hogan when he was in turquoise trunks right that's how far back i go when it comes to pro wrestling the memories of being at shows do you remember your first wrestlemania your first arcade your first roh show your first ecw show your first nwa show maple leaf garden show do you remember being live at the shows wherever you are in your area, how cool was it to be at your first show? And to be able to move forward as an adult, to be able to be at those live shows and the memories of the match, the memories of maybe a wrestler being able to reach out and touch you, to to take a picture with you, to get that wrestler's attention. That's what's great about wrestling. Also, and I'm not going to bury the lead here with this, great matches is also what's great about wrestling as well. Do you think about all the great matches that you've seen? I saw Ricky the Dragon Steamboat against Ric Flair uh, at Chi-Town Rumble in 1989. I was in high school and I watched that at the UIC Pavilion. I thought, boy, that's one of the best matches I've ever seen in person. The one in Chicago. That was the first of three matches that Steamboat and Flair had. And it's nothing like being there in person or on television to be able to see a great match. And think about all the great matches we've seen on pay-per-view, right? The matches that involve Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. And think about the great matches that you've seen here with Shawn Michaels or other wrestlers on other companies. It's always been awesome to be able to see great matches. That's also what's great about wrestling. We saw a great match on SmackDown, we will talk about, from Madison Square Garden last night. Also, the storylines and the Oh My God promos that reel us in, Right? It's always good, especially on SmackDown, where you get those kind of promos and you're like, wait, what did, what did she say? What did he say? Those promos that you kind of wink and nod. What did Kenny Omega say to Christian? What did he just say? What did Don Callis just say? What did they say in Ring of Honor, Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lee? What did they say? Those promos that reel us in, right, that makes us closer to our device and say, Wait a minute, that's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to be said. That was a wink and nod at us. The great storylines as well. We got to mention that as well. When there's a storyline that can take you from week to week and give you a cliffhanger like we're seeing on SmackDown now, nothing like a great storyline. Ultimately, it's the greatest soap opera on television, so you want to have great storylines. And so from week to week, you want to be able to say, but this is really special. This is really good. And so storylines is also what's great about wrestling. Not the two, three-week uh, promo. I'm talking about something that's long-lasting where you say, boy, that was a great payoff. Maybe my guy didn't win, but boy, that was a great payoff. And that's also what's great about wrestling. the Hood with you here on Busted Open on this weekend edition. Glad that you're with us here. Also, getting your money's worth on pay-per-views. You invest the money, and you're like, hey, listen, you and I have done this before, right? you get yourself a pay-per-view you get the, you bring your buddies over you bring your friends over you crack open some daddy sodas as dave Legreco would say you you able to crack open something special and have some food and you bring your buddies around and you turn on the pay-per-view and you're like wow wrestlemania it's on my big screen wow you know, the the big card for uh, All Elite Wrestling or the big card for MLW, whatever. The thing is, is that you're getting your money's worth on the pay-per-view. That's also what's great about wrestling. It may not be the most incomplete card you like, but you'll see the matches that you want to see. And that's also awesome. And lastly, what also is great about wrestling is the drama. Drama. You want to be able to say... When I'm watching a match unfold, when I see the story unfolding, the drama, the WWE, and AEW is catching up to this, but the WWE does a really great job of having these these production pieces to be able to explain to you why a match is taking place. It's a two or three minute production piece and then boom, right into the match. The WWE's done it for decades, and this is why they're one of the tops, if not the top, when it comes to production, because it's the drama. Why is this match taking place? Why, why should I care about this? Because of the drama. That's what's really awesome about wrestling. So from the great matches and the storylines and the Oh My God promos and getting your money's worth, it doesn't matter where you plant your flag. If you're a New Japan person, if you're an AEW, a WWE, NWA, Ring of Honor, MLW, and all of the great independents across North America and overseas, it's all about fun. It's all about something that's really intriguing about the sport where you say, man, I'm digging my heels in. I'm watching this every week. Or I'm catching up and I'm binge watching this particular wrestling brand because it's cool. What's happening in 2021 reminds me of the good old days of wrestling in which there are so many places where wrestlers can work. It's not necessarily the two-horse race that we talk about on Busted Open so often. Because there's other places to work. We're going to hear from Brody King coming up. Death Before Dishonor, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view will take place in Philadelphia tomorrow. We'll talk about Ring of Honor. They also are vibrant. Other companies are vibrant as well. But the point is, is that we get so caught up, some of us get so caught up in, I'm only an AEW person, I'm only a WWE person, everything else is the shits. And and to me, it should be about man. My personal experience as a wrestling fan, what do I enjoy? There's times, and I see this, and I don't know if it's peer pressure. I'm not sure if it's just social social media and people trying to get along to get along. But for me, Jonathan Hood, as a wrestling fan, I like what I like. And if you don't like what I like, I couldn't care less. (laughs) Because ultimately, it's not about trying to go along with the herd. Well, AEW is a hot brand, so I'll just go along with it. No, I like AEW, but I also like uh, elements of the WWE as well. But it's about matches. It's about my experience and me going to the live events and me being able to invest time in a wrestling show. And so it's not about just, well, it's popular here, so I better go with them because otherwise I'm not going to be the popular place. Listen, this is the equivalent of what we're seeing here with AEW and the WWE. It's the equivalent of McDonald's and Burger King quite frankly, or your two favorite restaurants going head to head. Who's going to have more uh, people coming through the door for dinner uh, in your favorite restaurant. It's the same thing, but ultimately it's a great experience. No matter which side of the aisle that you're on, it doesn't matter. It's about your experience, what you like. So I, I want you to open the phone lines, Andre and eight, seven, seven, three, four, 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 eight, nine, three, eight, seven, seven fight 93 is our telephone number. I want to ask this question to you this morning, among other things that we're going to talk about here on Busted Open. I I want you to tell me what do you enjoy most about the wrestling show that you watch? What do you enjoy most about the wrestling Is it the wrestler? Is it the booking? Is it your own personal experience? Tell me what you enjoy most about the wrestling show that you watch. And again, it's not about, hey, I'm a WWE fan, so that makes me unpopular. Absolutely not or I'm an AEW fan, or I'm a New Japan fan, so I'm not with everyone else at the Herd, so I you know, I gotta be able... it's not about that. You like what you like. Who's gonna judge you for who you like? Some clown on Twitter, on Instagram? Some person on Facebook is gonna tell you what you should like and what you should not like? It's your personal experience, because I wanna make sure that I talk about this in granular detail by telling you that the wrestling show that you like Is like your favorite team that you like. Hey, you know, I'm a huge college football fan. I'm a Georgia guy. And so watching college football, I love the SEC. I like watching Georgia, but I I also like the Pac-12. I like the Big Ten. I like college football. But the point is, though, is that no one's going to tell me, well, because you're an SEC fan and you don't really like college. No, I like college football. And the same thing for you. It's about your favorite team. Think about your favorite sports team. That's where you plant your flag. That's where you feel like, hey, you know, I'm a Yankee fan or I'm a White Sox fan or I'm a Dodger fan, right? I'm a Toronto Blue Jays fan. It's it's what you feel. You feel how you want to feel as a fan. No one, and one of the things I talk about on my sports shows in Chicago is no one tells you how to fan. No one should ever tell you how to fan. So I'm asking the question, what you enjoy most about your wrestling show, the, the wrestling show that you watch. Was it, is it the wrestling? Is it the booking? Your personal experience? What do you enjoy most? The phone number here is 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. You like what you like there's nothing wrong with that I want to make sure that's very clear so just tell me your thoughts
1: Hi, this is Adam Shine, host of Shine On Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting opinions every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all of sports. We talk to celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast with new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the podcast anytime on the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and Stitcher. Go. Finn Balor has said, "When he's pushed
2: too far, his personality changes. His inner demon is released. The demon is back, and this time at massive Square Garden in New York. Glad that you're with us here on Busted Open." On SiriusXM, Fight Nation, and the SXM app, I'm Jonathan Hood. in for Ryan McKinnell and Mark Henry, 877 344 ninety three is our phone number. I'm part of Busted Open Nation, just like you. And you say, well... Who is this? It's Jonathan Hood. You can follow me on Twitter at WrestlingTWT. Again, WrestlingTWT. That's part of my podcast, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, wherever you download your podcast. It's also on Instagram as well. WrestlingTWT. I'd love to get your feedback on our show and just some of our topics we're going to have today. So you heard that from Fox and Michael Cole on the call there with Pat McAfee. Yes, uh, the demon came out of nowhere and a wild smackdown in the Madison Square Garden just to see the demon back. The demon wants you to know that, it wants Roman Reigns to know that, hey, I know that you're focused on Brock Lesnar, but don't forget about me. And, and it was such a swerve too, right? So as we played for you, the the music, when it first hit, you're thinking, okay, is this Brock Lesnar coming out with all this smoke? And it ends up being the demon, Finn Balor's alter ego comes out there to confront Roman Reigns. Can I tell you something? We know that Roman Reigns is the hottest thing in the WWE. There's no question about that. He he is more himself now than he was five years ago. The Florida Championship Wrestling guy, we should have had him a, a long time ago. The Florida Championship Wrestling Roman Reigns was cocky. He was just he had a nice suit on. The guy was polished. And he went through what he had to go through in the WWE to get to this point. He is must-watch on SmackDown. And this whole thing with with Brock Lesnar, what an awesome. What an awesome, to me, parallel and paradigm with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. Really, really cool. I'm really enjoying this storyline. And the key quote to all of Friday Night Wrestling, whether it's Rampage or SmackDown, when Brock turns to Heyman and says, pretty much... Why, did you tell, why didn't you tell Roman Reigns I was going to be at SummerSlam? Why didn't you tell Roman that I was going to be at SummerSlam? And Madison Square Garden was like, oh, my God. Because everyone wants to know, right? And that's really what you love about wrestling when it's a big question, open-ended, and it's a cliffhanger at the end. And it was a cliffhanger because now I can't wait to see what happens next week. That, my friend, is the essence of pro wrestling. When you're trying to find out what happens next week, that's wrestling. It's not, here's a match, one, two, three, and now you go off the air. Now you want to tune in next week to see what Roman's going to say to Paul Heyman. What Brock, is Brock going to show up next week? Will the Demon show up? I did not expect the demon, but he was there. And so I thought that the show was tremendous at Madison Square Garden from top to bottom, uh, especially Seth Rollins against Edge. That was the best match of all Friday night for me. The, the contract signing and so many other things that really stood out. So I want to get your thoughts, eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three. I asked a question to you, you know, what makes you happy as a wrestling fan? What appeals to you? The matches, the promos, the bookings? Tell me what appeals to you the most about professional wrestling in 2021 because I think that you and I are living our best life as wrestling fans right now there's so much chatter not just in a wrestling bubble but also outside of it when you get Trey Young that's going to just show up at Madison Square Garden enemy number one right after the Atlanta Hawks defeat the New York Knicks uh in the NBA playoffs when he just kind of just appears just out of nowhere there was no build-up he just was there and part of that 10-man tag you know that wrestling's hot Giannis Antetokounmpo's at an AEW show So you know that wrestling is really starting to get into the mainstream, multiple companies being in the mainstream.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morris. This is Greg McElroy, And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results.
0: On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: And on 17 weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room.
0: New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner.
2: Welcome back to Busted Open, Sirius XM channel 156 in the SXM app. I am Jonathan Hood in for McKinnell and Henry. They are off this weekend. So glad that you're with us here. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT93 is our phone number. I am a Busted Open member just like you. Uh, One of my best friends, Dave LaGreca, for Professional Wrestling. LaGreca and I... Go way back. And Mark Henry and I have done shows together as well as me and Tommy Dreamer. So it's good to be back on the air with you as we talk to you about the Friday night wrestling that took place with Cincinnati with the AW Rampage. And, of course, Madison Square Garden for SmackDown and all the other storylines in between on Dynamite and Raw and everything else. And this is the weekly winner. We do this every Saturday in uh, hour number three as we take a look at the weekly winner. Who had the best week for professional wrestling? There's a number of Candidates, of course, you had Raw, where you had the U.S. Championship, the number one contender match with Sheamus defeating Drew McIntyre. Makes me think that Drew McIntyre may be going to SmackDown sometime soon. I don't know. I just, but Sheamus and McIntyre is always a solid match. I really enjoy because it's it's physical, the physicality, right? Every match cannot be Vulture against Ilya Dragunov. I get that, but when you get a full matchup like a Sheamus and McIntyre, they're laying everything in, right? There, there is no half stepping, there is no half speed. The number one contenders match was really good. It really stood out most for me on raw this past Monday. You get Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. That's funny. Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. What does that remind me of? What does that remind me of? Oh, yes. It reminds me of Randy Orton. (laughs) It is tag team that he's been as as part of the raw tag team champions. That's right. Um, Seems like Randy and Riddle are very similar to Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. But nonetheless, uh, A.S.H. and Ripley defeating Natalia and Tamina uh, via the Riptide. Um, so I, I always enjoy watching Tamina and Natalia because I always felt that they have a lot more to give. And now they have the opportunity to be on you know bigger matches. So I was very happy to see that. Uh, Karrion Cross. It's it's a flip of a coin every week, right? We don't know whether or not he's going to win or lose, but he defeats John Morrison. And I know Vince doesn't get John Morrison. I don't understand why he doesn't get John Morrison. John Morrison is solid, and for whatever reason, Vince has never been able to understand. John Morrison, just a sidebar. John Morrison is in WWE uh, a while ago with Miz, right? So... You see John Morrison leave the WWE. You see him and all these different companies, uh, independent companies and overseas, and he comes back to WWE right to, go, to go right back to Miz, to go back, right back to the same spot he was. That guy should be contending for the Intercontinental Championship or the World's Championship, uh, the Universal Championship, I, I think, uh, on a regular basis, because I think John Morrison is still that good. He has not lost a step since he's been in wrestling, but he lost to Karrion Cross. To see, Rick, uh, to see Charlotte Flair against Nia uh, Jax. Nia Jax, you know, that whole thing with uh, Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair for the Women's Championship, it was, it was, <laughs> it was interesting a couple of weeks ago, right, that kind of quasi-shoot fight, and then to see that matchup, I, I, it left me a little flat. So there were some interesting matches that stood out to me on Raw. NXT, this is, it is a rebuild of sorts for NXT. It's not the same NXT I remember, but again, what NXT is always going to be solid. I never have a, a major problem with NXT from week to week, especially takeovers, because, you know, in-ring it's going to be solid. Um, there's very few times I've complained about NXT because I just know in-ring is great. Silliness with the vignettes from time to time that has, creeped, uh, that has crept into NXT, but when I get a Kaylee against Ember Moon, when I get um, a veteran like Danny Burch and Oni Lorkin and MSK, I like that tag team matchup, so I thought that was very good. Um, The women's tag team matchup with Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. So it's kind of like a resetting for NXT, but again, always solid in-ring for them. AW Dynamite emanating from Cincinnati. Well, Malachi Black was able to get past Dustin Rhodes, that spinning heel kick, but I really like that Malachi Black, he's moving up in the card. His entrance, by the way, I don't know if I know he's only been with the company for a little bit, but I saw his entrance in Milwaukee and in Chicago... And I, I think it's amazing the way the lights go out and they got the big spotlight on him. His entrance is as good as his in-ring. So Malachi Black, really big fan of that. Dante Martin is completely over. Again, I was at live events in Milwaukee and um, and in Chicago. He gets big cheers. And he took on Power Hob- Powerhouse Hobbs. Hopefully, Hobbs is okay. He bell rung. He, I don't know if he remembers using he Cincinnati uh, after that matchup against Dante Martin, but big spine buster and finally the cover for Hobbs. Hopefully, he'll be okay moving forward. But I thought that AW Dynamite, I thought that uh, it was good but not great, and here's why. What made, what stopped it from being really quality was Moxley against uh, Minoru Suzuki. There was a timing issue there where, like, it, it was this big buildup, and I expected a lot more. You got like a few few minutes in the match and then you go pitcher and pitcher and then you got the end, but you could tell that they were kind of rushing through the match. You know, a match like that, I need to see that for 10 or 15 minutes because I know that if it was in New Japan, it'd be really a solid matchup. But I thought that because of TV that their time was um, limited. So hopefully uh, Suzuki's still in the States so we can see that match again for a longer amount of time. Maybe the next pay-per-view, we'll see. Um, SmackDown, uh, I thought was very good. I thought the AEW Rampage was uh, had uh, was a kind of a one match card. Nothing against the women's matchup. The thing that stood out to me about Ruby Soho, Reho, Statlander defeating Britt Baker, uh, Rebel and Jamie Hader is, and I told uh, Andre this earlier. What really stood out to me is Hader and Statlander. There, I think there might be money with that matchup. When they hooked it up, I'm like, wow, okay, this could be something really special. Nothing against the other women, but that, would, that really popped on my TV, seeing Statlander and Hayter in the ring together. And, of course, Brian Pillman Jr. in front of the home crowd uh, against Max Caster uh, with that springboard clothesline. Boy, that reminded me, like, 1991-92 to see Pillman with that springboard clothesline, Pillman's dad, um, getting that done. But Brian Pillman Jr., Winning over Max Caster. But I believe the weekly winner for me is SmackDown last night from MSG. And you just think about all the great cards that's ever happened for the WWE in Madison Square Garden. It's a special building. And, of course, with it being 9-11 um, and this weekend, and we reflect on what happened 20 years ago with the Twin Towers, I, I loved, first of all, before we even talk about the wrestling, and this is where WWE really shines, the production and just the memories of 9-11 where you saw the, the firefighters and, the, and others that were there, um, the first responders trying to help people at the twin, with the Twin Towers after the planes go into the buildings and people perishing and people scared for their lives. They really captured that moment. They captured the faces and the, um, the raw emotion of people before we even got to the wrestling. And I thought that that was great. And it, re- it reminded me of 20 years ago of Vince McMahon storming to the ring and speaking from his heart about America and about what happened uh, with the tragedy that happened with 9-11 uh, in Houston, Texas. And having a full house in Houston, you know, with one voice just celebrating the country and saying, well, we will not be afraid. All that was really cool for SmackDown even before we got to the wrestling it's the weekly winner because of, and also just the whole thing on the wrestling end where Brock Lesnar, being at Madison Square Garden, returns to SmackDown, causes tension between Heyman and Roman. He then tells Paul to accept his universal title challenge. And then from there, just the Bianca and Becky contract signing, Seth Rollins really turning up his personality in a, on a different level. Seth Rollins defeating Edge with, via the stomp. Uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Street Profits, Uh, defeating the Usos by disqualification. Roman Reigns getting himself physically involved. Usually he separates himself. Usually he's in the back and usually he walks away from that kind of contact. But he was in there attacking Montel Ford. And by the way, by the way, just the idea that Reigns attacked Montel Ford tells Montez Ford tells me all I need to know, right? It tells me all I need to know about how the WWE feels about Ford in the future. Montez Ford and Roman Reigns going at it. I think Ford is going to be a future star. I really do. I mean, he's already started as a tag team, but as a single, I think that that's where the money is in his future for sure. And of course the demon returns who knew the demon was going to come out when it, when the music hit and the smoke was coming. I was like, wait, is this Brock? No, it's the demon to confront Roman Reigns. To me, that's the weekly winner. That was the best wrestling show I saw this week. Smackdown. From Madison Square Garden. Uh, And yes, um, Andre reminds me that, you know, Morrison was at Triple Triple. he was at Impact, he was at Lucha Underground. Those three were his main places outside of WWE. Yes, I do do recall that. And guess what? He goes right back to WWE and is in the same spot. (laughs) Only because Vince does not get it. I think that he's phenomenal. But again... Vince sees something different. So, yeah, so thanks for reminding me, Andre. Indeed. Watch a lot of him at Lucha Underground. I said, boy, this is coming out, party. He's a, he's a champion there. Impact, AAA. And you see where he is right now, losing to Karrion Cross, who I'm not even sure if the company is really going to be behind Karrion Cross. Childhood with you here on Busted Open, Series XM, Channel 156 in the SXM app. Glad you're with us here on this weekend edition. And want to get your thoughts on what you saw this weekend with uh, what's happened with. SmackDown, as well as AEW Rampage from Cincinnati, 877-FIGHT-93 is our telephone number. All right, we're going to get to the phone calls momentarily, but uh, I just want to point out this, that just watching, especially SmackDown, and we talked earlier about the contract signing, we saw a number of things, and this is, I'm not going to say SmackDown last night was SmackDown when it was really in its prime. You know, this is not the Attitude Era of SmackDown, but I really liked what I saw From Becky Lynch just coming out as a heel. I mean, where where the fans were actually booing her. When she was in Little Rock after SummerSlam, uh, they weren't going to boo her. You're not going to boo a new mom. But Becky Lynch with the big woolly mammoth uh, orange coat going against Bianca Belair, who was chill, just wanting Becky to sign that contract, that was really good. I thought that Seth Rollins and Edge was the best match on the card. That's why it's my weekly winners, um, because they had time to wrestle. And Seth Rollins is a different guy as he defeated Edge. Now, how does Edge come back?
1: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.